Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And Kiva continues to be bad. And this week, we didn't watch a movie, but maybe we were supposed to. I don't think we ever said we were going to, so. I'll say it right now, we're not. Okay, well, I'll watch the movie at some point and podcast about it if I have to. Why? What would? It's not even <laughs> worth it. <laughs> okay, okay, Garrett, let's hit the end of Kiva, and then if you really, really need some more Kiva, then we can do the movie, okay? It, it's more about being a completionist than wanting to watch it. Yeah, and I even say, even with the completionist, it's not worth it. <laughs> I... I don't know. I feel like Kiva taken away from all the Kiva stuff that's happening in it might might make for a better Kiva. Yeah, on a higher budget, too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I haven't been like the 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 tokusatsu movies I've seen have been like kind of hit or miss because it is kind of weird that they're just disconnected from the show continuity, but they take place in the middle of the show sometimes like sometimes that one, is a very good answer for that the one we watched where it was like uh the the ladies who were in the prison and had to fight that evil monster thing that one was pretty cool man that movie was dope too that bad like the good. too bad the movie for that movie was was less dope that sounds dope but that was uh then there was like the the Zio movie, which was like not one of the better parts of Zio. It was okay, but like eh. Forget if I watched that or not. Yeah, we watched it today, son. Yeah. Oh. We we recorded an episode on it, I'm pretty sure. I think we also did that too. Huh. <laughs> Shows what I remember then. It it had uh it had the, the another Kuga. Oh. Yeah, remember the thing that was—he was like a giant beetle monster, vaguely. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, unrelated to what we did today, which today we watched episodes twenty-nine and thirty of Kamen Rider Kiva. I didn't do that. I did that like two, three weeks ago. <laughs> I In terms of recording, we did it today. So episode twenty-nine is called "When the Saints Go Marching In: Colon." I am king. And uh, Kavat tells us that we were supposed to watch the movie. Or he mentions that the movie <laughs> came out. And I wrote in my notes, oh shit, we were supposed to watch a movie. And then he also says that you should do your homework. Because remember, this is a kid's show. Alright, so this episode starts in 2008, where, where Megumi runs into Wataru while running. And Wataru goes through his spiel of wanting to get strong for Mio. Who then really happens? Bad blush CG on his cheeks. Yep. Um, Megumi takes the cell phone away from him and sets up the date herself. Watar is like, I need to get swole for Mio. And uh, Megumi laughs at him. I can. I, I kind of like Megumi being silly and acting like Wataru's older sister. Right, which was Shizuka's role for a while there, but she decides to be all weird in these. No, Shizuka's his mom. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I I don't like where they take Shizuka's character no, in these episodes. They, he fucking like, oh my god, the shit Shizuka does in these episodes is horrid and yeah. completely out of left field. And what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But Megumi's kind of fun uh, for this scene. Uh, bad stuff's going to happen to her. It's going to be depressing. So yeah. Yeah. So then, so then we have a date, and they and they make up, and everything's great, and she just kind of gets jealous. Um, and then Watara's being happy, taking a bath, and Mio calls to set up another date, but Shizuka picks up the phone and says she'll pass the message on to Watara, but she doesn't. Also, by the way, 
answering someone else's cell phone super rude don't do that yeah, yeah if someone's no, cell phone's is... ringing you just tell them that it rang you, you don't answer it uh yeah and then so on the other side of the call uh bishop then shows up to just you know do oh you gotta do stuff with the king because you're the queen blah 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 so garrett i do notice that you did not separate the past and the future segments this time yeah i I just realized it happened Right. I, I just synopsized. I, I no, don't care anymore. I, I don't really blame you. It's exhausting at this point. Yeah. I mean, other like there's things that just like cut back and forth and they directly relay to one another. So it for these, it just made sense to do it in the linear fashion of the of the show itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're leaning pretty heavily on the past future parallels this time. Yeah. Um, so then there's a scene where the fan guy of the week, who is Cowboy Hat Whip Guy, uh, kills a fortune teller. I like him. I like his outfit. Oh god, he's ridiculous looking. I love that he's just rocking an actual cowboy outfit. It's kind of grungy vibes right there. It is! Yeah, yeah. He does look like a grungy, kinda. Um, so then we cut to Nago and Shima, who are in a fancy restaurant, where Nago's like... Why does Wataru have this button? Why can't I put together two simple concepts? <laughs> um, and then Megumi shows up uh, and was like, hey, what's going on here? And Shima's like, oh, I don't want to make our, our guest feel out of place. Yeah, because they're in a super expensive restaurant. Yeah. And surprise, the, the guest is Megumi's brother, who's a piece of shit. Oh, God, he's the worst. Like, I didn't know that they could possibly introduce characters that were less likable at this point, but it's, they did it. Yeah, Good it job, Ma- guys. It is Megumi's younger brother who shows up and goes, okay, Megumi, it's been three years. You have to come home and work at the shop until we can marry you off now. Yeah, he's like literally, like he's literally just here to be a representative of societal sexism. So it's like, oh, great. Didn't have enough of that. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, th- these episodes are kind of largely in part of taking away any agency Giri and or Megumi has. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So, yep, they they get into an argument. Uh, Megumi has some memories with being held by Yuri, and it cuts to the past where Yuri is cleaning Atoya's place. And she muses about if it's okay to, for herself to be happy with the whole Rook thing that's going on. You know, this guy still exists. Yeah. I did kind of fail that whole, like, get revenge for my dead mom thing, so I guess that's fine, though. I'm going to take a stance here and say say a good thing about Kiva. I, I think this conflict's pretty, pretty good. It is. Uh, yeah. It's a believable character beat if, you know, I, I don't know. Like, th- there's all this other shit that's going on. It's the worst. I mean, there is other stuff that's going on, but this has been pretty consistent with Yuri, and I like that even as she has changed throughout the show, that this remains a core concept, and it's an interesting concept for, for her to have. It is. I agree. Yeah. This is pretty solid. I, I like that part. Um, speaking of Rook, though, he kills some dude with sunglasses, and sunglasses is his new game. And then Jiro shows up, who also happens to have sunglasses. So, since I was uh, trying to re-familiarize myself with the plot of these episodes while I was like doing work from home today, I looked up the Wikipedia plot synopsis and realized that they refer to the weird dumb shit that Rook does as a time play, which is what he always says it is. Yeah, time play. And I was just like, I really don't think that we should give him the dignity of, like, his own weird game name, but, uh, yeah. I don't know, he's been pretty (laughs) deadly so far. I mean, he's good at murdering people, but not good at being, like, an interesting character. No, he's just kind of, I am big strong man that go kill. And so many of his games are like, sub Grungy tier. I mean, yeah. he he's working up for, for Grungy tier games. Like, th- those are next level. <laughs> um, anyway. Ha- he doesn't even have a referee. 
Right. Yeah, he doesn't have a mysterious abacus oh, guy. Man, abacus guy. Uh, who literally just flew away, <laughs> and who I had thought it was. Uh, I had the idea of if it's literally just him flying out of the show forever. That's the best ending ever you could give him. But no, he got killed later. Yeah, he by... did actually die though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Jiro gets gets fucked up real bad because because Rook be strong. Right. Uh. Yeah. Jiro shows up and is like, "Oh, confrontation between Rook and Jiro. This is potentially interesting. This might go somewhere, but it it doesn't." Oh. Yeah. He just Jiro gets beat just up. Gets beat like a chump. Potential source of drama here. And and I mean, even when he gets beat, uh, basically he's like, "Okay, that sucked. I'm gonna get my other two friends, and we're gonna go like." Monster mash all on the dude. Wait, he's gonna get my other two friends and this one guy that I hate, but he also has Ixa and he's a protagonist, so I guess I'll invite him too. Right, yep. and they're all gonna beat up Rook, which is a cool plan. I, I think that's, like, a good development for Juro's character, that he's like, let me refocus on the things that have really made my life suck ass. So, I agree with that, but I I feel like... We're also just, like, not acknowledging the weird shit Jiro did before he left for a couple episodes and then came yeah. back. <laughs> I agree with that, yes. Um, uh, we're just not get. we're just gonna pretend all that didn't happen. Um, but Rookie and Merman have, uh, have, like, a, a shaved ice shop, and that's cute. It is. I love their little shit. Rookie continues to be a delight in these episodes. Uh, so, yep, so, and then Atoya was invited to, and he agrees to it. Uh, on the condition that they don't tell Yuri, which He's I'm gonna take fucking... another, I'm gonna take an arc strong stance, and I feel like it's a decent character beat for Atoya. While he is incorrect in his thing, I can totally trace the dotted line path this to why he would do for this. Atoya's character, it's just also fuck off, Atoya. Just explain this shit. It's F- no it's... fuck off. I mean, I do kind of get it, because, like, if they tell her she's going to try and get involved and potentially, like, injure herself, which, uh, could very easily happen, but, you know, that wouldn't make sense, but it does raise a lot of questions about, like, wait a minute, so why why can't she use Ixa? Why does he have to do it? But, you know, hey. Right. I mean, I think it could be worse, and I think it's consistent with Atoya attempting to do what he thinks is right while not entirely getting it and being wrong. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not like as it's it's not like super I don't know. It, it's not boring. intentionally dickish. Like he's trying to be nice. Yeah. There there are there are like bad things in this episode, so I'm like, this is a thing that I liked. Yeah, that's got that's we got to got got to pull and scrape for him cuz there's not a lot of them. I mean, okay, so back, uh, what, after that, we're back in the future, and it's the bit with uh, Kengo trying to play the guitar? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's the first time where Kengo's trying to play guitar, and he yes. can't. Yeah, because Kengo has nerve damage after a fangire smacked him in the arm. Yeah. I mean, yep. he, shoulder did get all fucked up, so. That's true, yeah, yeah it's it makes sense, it's just, it feels like a lazy beat for him. It'll be fine. They'll probably just like repurpose repurpose him to like be Ixa at some point or something. He's Nago two point I I feel like you just offended Kengo. Uh we'll see. I don't have high hopes. Um anyway, Megumi's at her favorite restaurant before being accosted by her brother again and being a total shit. Apparently he won the lotto and then donated all of the money so that Shima would fire her so she can go home and be a wife or something dumb. Yeah, it's literally work at the family store and then get married off. Yeah, you know, because women are objects. Yep. It's super, like, what what motivates him and Shima to do this? And it's it's extra bad because it's like, if he was the older brother, head of the family type of thing, I could understand this a bit more. But it's not. He's the younger brother who got lucky and won the lottery, and so now he thinks he's Big Dick Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, okay, so why is Shima willing to let Yuri go over this? Because Shima's a piece of shit. 
he he is a piece of shit. Yeah. So and it's before... like okay. So was this donation of money more useful than having like a trained vampire hunter on hand? All right, well, we gotta back up for a second because before <laughs> Shima is a piece of shit. Okay. He's just like, yeah, I just took the money. I I'm not planning on <laughs> firing you. Which I at first I was like, oh, cool, Shima. Yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. Good job. If that had but been then he's gonna be a huge dick about it. <gasps> if that had been a consistent thing and he hadn't like backtracked on it at the last fucking second, that would have been amazing. Yeah, no. Yeah. This is a good moment before they ruin it next episode. Because Shima does that and then Megumi wonders if like Yuri would be proud of her choices, and Shima's just like, you know, it it really matters what you think more than anything. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, good good job, Shima, for this one line of dialogue. <laughs> and then and then he fucked it up. It was good. Like I was this could have been a thing we could have talked about and been like, yeah. Guess was solid. And then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah that doesn't happen. Yeah, and then like after that she's like, So, about that rook, and she was like, No, 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 no. You don't fucking fight rook here. That's Nago's job. Uh, yeah, we we'll get to that. Um and then Rook in the future, which I could have sworn Rook was dead. Yeah, me too. Like wasn't he that die. one lady's boyfriend and then he remembered who he was and then got killed? No. Oh, no, he... he just ran off. Oh no, he just ran off. I thought he died. There was there was okay, no, you're confused because there was another Fangire who had that same plot where he like had a girlfriend and then died, but that wasn't oh, Rook. Oh, okay. Uh anyway, uh he's bored. He tried to do this he's like, oh, I'll do the sunglass thing. But he's like, Oh no, I already did that. And then he overhears a mother reading a book about to a child about like how to go to heaven and stuff, and Rook's like, Yeah. I'm going to do good shit now. This fucking thing, I must do good things so I can go to heaven. This raises a lot of philosophical questions, honestly. <laughs> and we're not going to touch any of them. Yeah, it, it will not be important. So, um, yeah. Um, and then, so Mio's there, because that's where their date meetup point was going to be. And then Wataru shows up with Shizuka, and Shizuka's like, oh shit, it's Mio. Um, Wataru, I need something to drink. And then he gets shooed off, or shooed off. Um, and then Shizuka talks to me and is like, oh yeah, by the way, we're, we're engaged. Uh, sucks to be you. Uh, yeah, suck it. Women, woman trying to get uh, with Tara's affection. Yeah, that's super fucking weird. Unneeded fucking three-way romance bullshit. Okay, it's, it's super confusing, because like, okay, A... Uh, Shizuka, when she was introduced, she, and for pretty much the whole show up until this point, she's just been, like, trying to help Wataru, um, like, uh, in integrate socially. Like, she's been, she's cared more about him, like, being able to move through the world easily and helping him do that than being specifically, like, romantically interested in him. Like, she just seemed like his good friend up until this point. Yeah, it it really feels like okay. So we need someone. We need some sort of romantic conflict with this Wataru thing. Who's who's the female character we got? Shizuka. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like uh, fuck this character. We could just ruin her for this, despite her being like a good friend up until this point, which made her likable and fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Because apparently this type of romantic subplot is needed for some <laughs> fucking reason. Yeah, like, you literally cannot write a show without it being in there. It's just, it's impossible. Gotta have the women fight over the guy. Gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Super It's like important. the color out of space. If you leave a script just in a drawer and oh, it doesn't man. have this in it, it'll just worm its way in there. Color out of space is great. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So it's HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft story uh one of the okay. better ones that involves less racism than usual gotcha um also during like when uh, suzuka is being evil like they do like weird camera work and she is like dressed up like a imp devil, devil thing yeah yeah she's like a it's like an imp succubus type thing and she does the ojo sama laugh which would be funny if they weren't like ruining her character to do it yeah just 
like little little side camera angle inserts of people's internal feelings is fun generally but yeah shot well like what it what's being shot less so anywho uh cowboy hat whip guy uh kill kills a magician um so that's cool he's uh, looking and... for people who can see the future no so they explain it next episode he's looking he is looking for King, and what he knows about King is that King was raised by humans, pretending to be a human, but has supernatural powers. Okay, right, right. So, like, he he's apparently confused about the fact that anyone pretending to have supernatural powers could be, I, isn't just, like, a rando. I did crypter. like the first gag of he comes into this guy who's obviously running a scam shop, and is just counting money, and... This uh, I almost called him a garangi. The Fangire shows up. And he's like, "Oh, oh, right. Uh, just give me a minute." And he like puts on a puts on a beard and a mustache and his hat. He's like, "Oh yes, oh welcome. I can see the future." Ah, I'm dead. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, and this time he just kills like a children's birthday mag- magician, basically. So, I guess my point is just like I kind of like the idea of the um the the fangires being alienated alienated enough from human perspective that anybody saying they're doing magic is immediately suspect to them that's pretty good oh chris do you know do you know what was surprisingly really good what's that uh the first episode of the new digimon adventure oh yeah i didn't actually know what that was until i saw it on crunchyroll the other day and was like oh it's a remake with like modern a modern day retelling that's cool yeah, that like, show is super outdated now. Yeah, like I was surprised like how how different it is and like I had to like sit there and eat my words. Did the uh like are the characters still pretty much the same? Yeah, but like the plot is like a hundred per So is it actually did did like have something to do with digital worlds this so, time? <laughs> so the way the way that I see this new series is basically this is Atmon season two, and they just plugged in the adventure kids. Oh, that's oh, cool. kind of fun. So, because it, it's really playing into a lot of like Atmon, like technology runs a bunch of stuff. What happens when technology goes bad and relates that into Digimon and stuff? I are they still doing the thing where they get like stranded in another world? Because like um, that was kind no. of always the huh? Interesting. So, okay, I think yeah, that's the part yeah. of season one of Digimon that like works really well, but. Eh. No, I, I would actually highly recommend it. Me and Fletch actually recorded an episode about it last week for Going Digital and talked about it. Uh, anyway, back in the past, uh, Jiro and Atoya come with a plan to fight Rook, who just shows up, and then there's a fight in both times. Their plan is just gang up on him. It's not super detailed. But yeah, uh, there's just... a plan. That's what they did. Uh, man, the idea... Kuga kind of primed me for the fact of, yeah, the police are going to be involved. How many people have been killed by Fangire with no police response or no, A whole like, fucking alert, lot of them. Like, no alert from the media that, hey, there's these monsters going around. You maybe want to be careful. Like, nothing. It, there's it nothing. reminds me of, uh, although, like, whenever you see a joke in something about, like, a kaiju attacking Japan and everyone just being blasé, like, that happens every every weekend about it. Yeah. Uh, except it, then it's, like, just, uh, just weird, murderous, strange, plastic yeah, monster people. They're monsters. just wandering around, they're killing everybody, and, uh, you know, hey. You, just you know, it happens. Just make sure that, you know, don't go to weird, don't go to quarries. Don't go to secluded warehouses. <laughs> Don't go to anywhere with, like, some good modern art deco designs, but that's around a considerable amount of open ground. Right. So anyway, so there's there's fighting now happening. Um, so that's just happening in the background. Um, the next, like, non-fighting thing is Megumi tells some kids to stop playing in the street while Rook walks by and is like, I must do good things. I must do good things. I must do good things. Um, and then, and then, just what happens that the truck brakes fail on this park truck and start rolling down this hill to kill the kid, which then Rook stops in like Fangire form. I, I had a half second where I thought, did Rook cut the brakes on that truck? Because that's the path he came from, and it right. feels weird. The weird part is that Megumi is like 
oh no, what do I do? And I'm like, Megumi, tell the kids to move! <laughs> she does try, and she starts yelling at them, but it's like... Right, but it, like, takes her a minute. And they don't move or notice at all. It's weird. Like, they don't, the kids don't react at all. Yeah, they don't. They're uh, they're really invested in their chalk drawings. Yep. Um. So then Megumi's like, "Oh shit, you're Rook," and then, and then she starts to fight Rook. And then you know that what would have been cool if if Megumi like pulled out her chain whip or gun and like shot out the tires or like you know like grabbed the steering wheel and turned the truck or something? Those would have oh, been cool. Been neat. I mean, a lot of things would have been, but that's not what happened. Ah, uh, I know. The, 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 all those things would have been cool, but again, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's this fight. Um, there's a really neat match cut thing where like Megumi uses like the sword thing that Yuri has, and they do like match cuts to her and Yuri fighting, and they're doing the same move, and it and it looks neat. And like in in this very specified looking at this in a magnifying glass and not paying attention to the outer context, this is really good. Yeah, and then it's just, oh, hey, then it's just a scene of, oh, yep, let's just watch these two women fail at the same time. Yeah. In the exact same manner. Yeah, then then they both get beat up at the exact same manner. It's like, oh, here, look, they have, the, isn't this, isn't this, they get a cool thing? It did literally nothing. Yeah, she's, like, connecting with her past and, like, you know, the, you know, like, the emotions uh, that she has associated with her mom and the loss of that relationship by uh you know this this shared conflict but uh then then they just fail in the same way so yeah what you said up to like that last sentence sounded like really cool and interesting and like neat character stuff but then you said (laughs) the last sentence right uh so uh, this is also it's also not like yuri and megumi haven't done this before like they've literally uh we've seen the story play out the same way a couple times that is true yeah. <sighs> uh, on the next episode preview, they promise more Nago next time, so it's only gonna go up from here. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Actually, actually, thinking about it, I don't think Nago did anything offensive these episodes. Uh, yeah, mostly just sitting oh, around no, wait, being nope. stupid. I lied. He he did tell Megumi to go back home. So right, yeah, yeah. In we episode thirty, it. he's like, "You should go and be a housewife." Um. I think this next episode, he he doesn't super do anything wrong. Which, like, that that's an achievement. Yeah, it's like, Nago isn't really... Nago isn't a problem, these two episodes. Because he keeps his mouth fucking shut. <laughs> Except when he... But he doesn't in this next episode, and, like, it works out for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, Wait. so, episode 30. It's called Curtain Rising, uh, Kiva's Identity, because apparently... No one knew it was Wataru thir- until 30 episodes in. Yep. Despite his not at all attempting to conceal it. Despite right. literally going to Nago, <laughs> yeah, no, I am Kiva. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he li- he literally <laughs> told Nago that he's Kiva, and Nago just goes, shut up. I was like, no, you're not. Um, anyway, so the toys talk about how the fan guy that Wataru was fighting is super strong, and he's after the king of the Checkmate 4 seat. Um, that's that's their thing that they did. Um, so the episode starts with uh, Megumi continuing to get beat up. And then <laughs> Rook kind of just gets bored and leaves to do more good things. Oh, yeah. Also, when he was fighting Jiro, I forgot to say, mark the fact that uh, he knocked Jiro's sunglasses off. And then put on the sunglasses, and has he fought him again later, or has that happened yet? It's happening right now. You are okay. Yeah, I know uh, what part you're trying to. Re- you're yeah, because Jiro talks about, oh yeah, I'll beat you this time, or I'll kill you this time. It's like Rook says, "I'll kill you this time," and it's I'm sitting there going, "Rook, you literally fucking walked away, dude." <laughs> yeah, because like, in the pa- in the past, like Yuri's getting beat up just like Megumi was in the, in the future. But then Jiro comes up and puts on his second pair of sunglasses. And he's like, hey, what about your game? And Rook's like, shit. I got my game. 
gotta get the game. Dude. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I thought he was trying to do good things now, but that was in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that. I had that thought happen. It's like, wait a minute, what? Oh, right. And then Past back in the future, future uh, cowboy hat guy talks about how defeating Kiva would get him the king seat, and then leaves. I shrugged, but you can't I'm see. I'm still mad about the checkmate for being a bishop, a rook, a king, and a queen. Yeah. Still, still kind of mad about that. <laughs> there should be a there should be a knight. I mean, I think rooks are more valuable pieces than a knight. They definitely are. Right, but it's I'm weird aware. to include four out of the five back rank chess pieces in an organization that's well, chess themed. Maybe we'll find. Maybe there will be knights at some point. I kind of doubt it, but yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Megumi's brother goes to see injured Megumi at the cafe and is like, "Hey, you should go back home. It's what mom would want." And Megumi's like, "Shut up! I, you don't understand, mom. I understand, mom." Now, I, I do actually have to probably agree with the brother. Um. No, Most fucking of the time, Magumi's I would... her own person who can do what she wants. She is. No, I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Oh yeah, no, he. Sh- she should go back. I'm saying that he's probably correct in that. No, your mother probably didn't want you to spend your entire life focused on defeating Rook. Right, but there's a difference between like, uh, don't spend your whole life consumed by a desire for. Uh, revenge because it'll make you unhappy and go home and be a housewife because I yes. said so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying like he's right in any way, shape, or form. It's just no, you're probably right that your mom didn't want you to do on this. She probably wanted you to find your own happiness in whatever way you could. Right. Okay, not that's fair. go home and be a family woman. That's fair. <laughs> he said it coming out of the wrong place though, so Yes, he said it out of a terrible way. Not, uh, not the wholesome way, like... Fucking, oh God, I can't remember the Street Fighter character, this is embarrassing. Uh, isn't it when Ken gets beat up by no. one of the other characters? Yeah, it's Guile. Guile's, uh... One of Guile's old wind coats is go home and be a family man. Right, right. Well, anywho, and then Wataru is pra- practicing with uh, Kavat on how to ask Mio out, but then when he calls, uh, she doesn't pick up because you know she she's a cop, ruined all that stuff. Um, so yeah. weird. And then uh, with Targa's hospital and overhears that uh, that Kengo's fingers are not gonna heal, and he lies to him uh, when he's visiting. That's kind of just a thing that happens. Yeah, and it's like this is totally in line with Wataru. Yeah. He is he is too much of a soft boy to at this moment to be okay with telling his friend horrible news like that. I mean, yeah, true, but also I think it would be pretty irresponsible to overhear a conversation about a patient's prognosis in a hallway and then be like, I'll just tell them about I'll tell uh, the patient yeah, about that. Yeah, that is that is also true. That's kinda like that's something your doctor needs to talk. Like he probably Wataru should have gone to Kango and said you need to talk to your doctor. Uh, yeah. Ask ask your doctor about like your recovery path. Yeah, I I think I think more it was framed up as like Wataru was saying that like the doctor told him that Kengo would be fine and he was relaying that. Oh god, that's fucking even worse. And I think I think that's where it came from. Ugh. It that's... seems like like uh Kengo interprets it that way, which is maybe unreasonable. I, I I would that actually feels in character for Kengo. He's the type of idiot that would do that. Yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, that's my friends tell my friends saying everything's okay. That obviously means everything will be okay forever. Hooray. Yeah, he has actually done that a few times where he's like, "Well, I haven't heard any of the details, so everything's fine, I'm sure." Yeah. Wataru says, or the subtitles say, it'll be okay. Didn't the doctor say so? If you focus on your healing, you'll recover properly. Oh, And that part's right. in quotes. <sighs> right, he did say that. I mean, that's... I'm sure he was probably listening to the doctor, and did, the doctor did say, oh yeah, you'll probably be fine, you know, at when he first came in. 
as just a way to keep up Kango's emotions, but don't take that as Wataru. Yeah, fucking Kango. Just go back. I'd almost say, just go back to being a rock dude, but now you can't. That's true. He can't. Um. Anyway, uh, Cowboy Hat kills another person. Um. And then at the gym, Shima scolds Megumi about confronting Rook, and she's like, just let Nago do it. That's what Nago's here for. Um, and then Megumi's brother comes in, who wrote a resignation letter for her, and uh, Shima's just like, yeah, okay, I'll accept this. And Megumi's uh, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yes. I was also like, what the fuck? That's kind of... Holy shit, like, that that's illegal, isn't it? Well, I would normally say, yeah, I don't think you can resign for somebody else, but also I'm not sure if they she, like, draws a payroll. Like, <laughs> I, I doubt that Shima pays payroll tax for his employing vampire hunters business. Yeah, it's a question. Does it? Do they actually pay? I don't know. Oh, yeah, and that's true. She does make... I, she does make money off modeling and stuff, so... Yeah, it's like she's got her own thing she does. So it's actually, just, it is kind of unclear now that I think about it. Does the wonderful Aozora act organization actually pay its employees? Uh, I mean, Nago bounty hunts is his other job, so... That's so true. no! it's It seems like it's entirely a volunteer organization. <gasps> Which makes this make even less sense. The fuck does Shiva do in his off time? Run the organization. He just got a large donation. I yeah, I guess so. He won the lotto. Fuck Megumi's brother. Um, yeah, he's the worst. Oh, I I do kind of also want to mention the previous scene where uh, Rook, or no, where um, the other the the new Fangire killed a guy. Was cowboy like, hat guy. Yeah, where cowboy hat guy killed killed another dude. Has to be, like, the worst possible you're on a date and you're having, like, an anxiety nightmare thing ever. Because he's trying to do a magic magic trick to impress this girl. And she's like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then a monster literally steps out and murders him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, come on. I'm just trying to get laid. (laughs) Anywho, back in the past, um, Yuri and Atoya have a scene where Yuri's like, I want to go kill Rook. And Toy's like, weren't you afraid of Rook? And she's like, that's why I want to kill him, to conquer it. And then Jiro comes in and, air quotes, gives Atoya information on where Rook is, (coughs) which is all an elaborate ploy to get Yuri to run out and uh, just basically be set up. And then there's a scene where Atoya and Jiro are pretending to be a doctor and an old lady and then they they bicker back and forth. It's so weird how it's framed like, oh, she wants to conquer her fear by confronting it. And everyone's like, that's a bad thing. You shouldn't want to do that. This is going to go badly for you. Like, guys, do you, do you know how, like, narrative drama works? No. Like, remember? Toshiki Inoue is a hack. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but Fize is really good. Yeah, despite him being a hack, Fize is really good. Um, anyway, Yuri is chasing Fake Rook, which is uh, Riki. And then uh, Cowboy Hat kills another guy, and he's confronted by Bishop, where they, they more or less just drop the plot for this episode. Um, basically, Bishop's like, you are too ambitious to be in the Checkmate 4. And Cowboy Hat guy is like, fuck that, I'm strong though. Cowboy Hat Guy is a warthog fangire, by the way. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh. No. It's, he's got a neat design, though. I yeah, usually call him good Cowboy design. Hat Guy. And uh, I, lo- I do kind of like how the show is working to make you think, Oh, so what Taru is in the king's seat, if you forget the other kid being named there. Right. Yeah, if you forget, you know, Wataru's friend from when he was a child who also happens to be his stepbrother and is also in the king's seat. And they just introduced, like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's some real, like, 
they should have introduced Tsukiyomi's backstory before 30 episodes into the show energy there. Yup. I feel like, though, like, Tsukiyomi was even further in the show at that point. It really was. <laughs> yeah, it was further into the show than that, yeah. Um, it was like episode 40. So anyway, they have the thing where uh, Cowboy Hat is like, yeah, King's being raised by humans, and he's pretending to be a human, but has supernatural powers. Um, So that's the thing that we now know. And then uh, Ken goes throwing a fit in the hospital where he won't be able to play a guitar anymore as Rook shows up carrying a grandmother because he's doing good deeds still. It That is kind of adorable, actually. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Taken out of context, it's an adorable situation. Yeah, she's like, oh, you don't have to carry me to the hospital, Sonny. He's like, no, no, no I, I'm doing good things now. I gotta do good deeds so I can get to heaven. Oh. Yeah. And then Wataru's at the cafe, uh, moping about Mio, where Kengo then comes in and is like, what the fuck, Wataru? Why'd you lie? You're a bad friend. And then he leaves. And then Nago's just like, so, what's up? Uh, and then they have a bath scene together. Nago just comes in and says, so, feeling emotionally vulnerable and weak and open to manipulation, huh? Hey, why don't you come over here and talk to me? I need to know about your button. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, they, they have a bath, and Wataru shares his problems, and then Nago exits, and it's like, yeah, uh, Wataru's having a super rough time right now, uh, he'll probably be okay, though. Nago, she- like, creepily stares at him during the bath, and is, like, puts, and is, like, trying to touch him without him seeing. Super, super weird-seeming, all of a sudden. Yeah. So then after Nago says his thing, Shizuka's like, Oh, I shouldn't be a jerk. Right. I, sh- oh. I-, I guess I'm just his mom. <laughs> the fuck she's a bit. Yeah. And then and then she fixes it. She calls Mio out to Ataru where they had tickets for the date and then she kind she, like, of apologizes. She wrote her, acts out a she scene quote- where she's like dramatically mad at herself and a spotlight in the middle of the apartment, which again I like that sort of break with reality. I think that would be a fun view into her internal world if it hadn't resulted from this weird character assassination yeah, plotline. Yeah, and she she proceeds to fix it by sa- all she says is, "I lied a couple times." All right, bye. Yeah. Well, right. She doesn't like explain what? or like apologize. She doesn't apologize. She just says, "I lied." Well, no, she does. Yeah. It's just so. Uh, uh, and, and they go to see a Rakugo performance. That's. Yep. It, it's sort of like Japanese stand up, except you're sitting down the whole time. Yeah. I mean, when you go see stand up, you are sitting. No, no, like the performer is sitting oh, down. That, the the perfor- oh, right, 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 right. I remember now. Um, And then we cut to Red Man. Which unfortunately is not the the kind of Ultraman-esque Red Man that just kills Kaiju all the time. Um, different Red Man, sense. unfortunately. Yeah, this, this is like a weird David Copperfield type person. Yeah, and uh, Megumi is watching him because you know he does magic. Fangire's killing magic thing, you know, job. Um, presumably her job that nobody's ever succeeded at because yeah. i don't think they've ever actually saved someone from being killed no they are uh, they saved um the artist when they went back in in time he's alive i guess yep if you want I mean... oh archer lady's alive too okay so two successes <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's more. That's just the two so that I can it's think 1/15th of. One fifteenth success rate. <laughs> anyway, anyway, great work. Um, Yuri catches up to not Rook, where she finds out it's Riki, and then Atoya runs into Maya, and Maya's like, "Hey, play some music," and Toya's like, "Nope, sorry, can't." Oh, look, there's Rook. Gotta go. Bye. As a quick interjection, Ricky's. I love Ricky's apology, which is literally this, yeah, no, you caught me. It was me. Sorry. It was Atoya. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. 
Um, Ricky Ricky continues to be a big cutie, and I I love him. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of my favorite of the uh, the monster people. Um, so Atoya chases Rook and then blows on his conch cell that he has to summon the rest of them. You know, he just has that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. And then, back in the future, Megumi... I was gonna ask you if that was, like, a reference to something, Garrett. Cause... Oh, probably. I just... I, I, It probably definitely is. I just don't think we know what it is. <laughs> I was super baffled for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, In the future, Megumi runs into Rook, who's still trying to do good things... And they get into a fight, but then Cowboy Hat shows up, and he kills Red Man, and then... I I also like, if you look at it from the, like, Red Man and their uh, crew's perspective, there's this woman that's been following them around all day. A guy shows up saying, hey, I want to do good things, and she randomly screams and starts attacking him. <laughs> that does not look good for Magoo. <laughs> It's like well, looks uh, kind of like an insane person here. What are you doing, context. ladies? They're dead now, so yeah, it's they're dead, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, Oof. so then, so then Rook and Cowboy Hack Guy fight, and they they bicker a little bit, and Rook's like, "Oh, I heard about you from from Bishop," and then they fight, uh, and then Nago shows up, and he starts fighting them, and then Wataru shows up, make sure Megumi's okay first. And then gets into the fight. Um, I mean, Q good just, on him. Yeah. Uh, then Q just like everybody getting their ass kicked in in all times. Yeah, they, yep. the Fangires are just wailing on everyone. They beat up everybody. Yeah. And then, so... Nago's fighting Cowboy Hat Guy. Kiba's fighting Rook. Uh, in the past, Rook's just beating everybody. Um, but then when Kiba tries to do his rider kick... Um, Rook's just like laughs and then kind of just leaves. He, he he laughs like a maniac and jumps away. Yeah, and then uh, Wataru detransforms and and then Nago just happens to see it thirty episodes later, and Nago's like, "Oh shit!" And then Bishop, like, oh, when he said he was Kiva, he meant that he was Kiva. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then from above, Bishop is watching everything and is like, oh, that's who Kiva is. I'm like, how do you not know who Kiva is? It doesn't matter. Fine. Whatever. And like, he's episode. been around the other characters. Like, it, it shouldn't have been hard to figure out. Shouldn't have been. Apparently was. And those were the episodes that we watched. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I, I was about to be like, wait a minute. What about the ending? But oh, yeah, it does just kind of end up roughly there. Yeah, and we get to see a preview for next episode when uh, Yuri and Megumi will both get to use Ixa. I sure. I would I, be excited I, about that, but I'm sure they're going to find a way to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, so. like I yeah, it's a situation of yes, that would be an exciting situation if I didn't already know it won't do or achieve anything. And in fact, I imagine will be probably insulting to them as characters. Hmm. Yeah, that is depressing. But yeah. You know, I've been watching uh, the original 70s Kamen Rider. And there are some female characters in that. That You know, it's, it's 70s Japan, so there's some pretty heavy-handed sexism. But those, those characters still achieve more than Megumi and Yuri do. In every single episode. Mm, it's kind of ridiculous. Like... It, they're they're do they're achieving the things of oh yeah they're fighting shocker mooks who everybody else can defeat in pretty much one hit and these ladies have to like work together to defeat one guy but they're still winning mm, yeah. they're still achieving things i do kind of miss i don't know having it we, we need to we need to watch a different show what are we what are we watching instead of zeo next time uh, I think we're still watching Amazons. Okay, that, that had been my suggestion. I'm fine with that. That's that's cool. Amazons is so good. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Kiva, 
I'm I'm super glad I've been watching old Common Rider to remind me that Common Rider can be campy and fun because Kiva is just it's such a drag. I I having to sit down and watch these episodes today, I was just sitting there going, I just I don't want to watch Kiva. Like I I I don't. <laughs> you know, Kiva's yeah. a show. Yeah, I was so excited to talk about Zeo last time we did an episode, and then, yeah. And that Kira Major thing was okay, too. Oh, uh, be- best wishes to the health of uh, the Kira Major red guy. I hear he's yes. recovering from getting the coronavirus, so that's uh, good. And yep. seeing... Was it, yeah, was it Decade? Decade's actor who did that uh, Twitter video. Oh, yeah, that was real good. A bunch of, like... Cute. They've been using a uh, hashtag where, like, all the past right. writer actors have been doing stuff like that that's real cute oh that's, I love that's it. fun yeah i know the the lady who plays the doctor right now did one in character a while ago that i really liked i didn't see any of the uh combinator ones though yeah i think the only video that i've seen is was decade um but i know there's been other posts from other past writers i just can't think of specific examples right now uh anywho uh we're a podcast on the internet at dreamthroughduckcast.com where on the website there's like links and like other things you can email us um all, all sorts of stuff podcast <laughs> things yeah yep if you have a suggestion for what interstitial show we should watch next time feel free to send it to us yeah amazon's is, amazon's is fairly short i think it's only like 13 episodes you still keep forgetting that season two exists. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Which, like, Amazon has, like, a thing where, like, each episode is a letter of the alphabet from A is to it, Z. They are? Why? I don't know. It's just how it is. Because <clears throat> it's a fun naming convention. Is the show alphabet-themed in any other way? A is for uh... Amazons. Oh, B okay. is for bodily harm. C is for cannibalism. Wait, really? I'm I'm right on like all three accounts uh, so far. Yeah, because um, yeah, there's uh, there's some pretty heavy cannibalism stuff going on in Amazon's. D is for death. <laughs> all right, Chris. So Amazon's is a hundred percent not made for a kids show. Oh yeah, no, definitely. This was like an after hours thing so that's why there's all this other stuff in there okay i hope they don't put in heavy-handed like we need to teach children the how society should be conservative and stuff and people should know their place because uh that's fucked up don't like that (laughs) that's not great uh Uh, all right that i think that's it anywho yeah we could probably Uh, call it here We've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Ride jump. Ride a kick. Come in, ride Come in, ride Ride Rider. Ride Ah, original Comrade is good. Hey, I'm going to click stop now.